Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. It's also International Epilepsy Day to discuss this. In a moment, we'll hear from a mum, Catherine O'Regan, who is, whose daughter, Quifa, is going through this on International Epilepsy Day. First of all, I'm joined by Community Resource Officer, Miriam Gray. Good morning, Alan. So it's World Epilepsy Day. It's also a Valentine's Day. Purely coincidental, I believe, that the, the two days fall the same because it's the second Monday of every uh, February when Epilepsy Day takes place. Is that correct? That is correct. And it's an awareness day that's used to promote um, epilepsy, epilepsy rights of people around the world from the International Bureau of Epilepsy and the International League Against Epilepsy. So, yes, the second Monday of February. Correct. So what do you hope to achieve by today's special day of awareness? So today we're hoping to raise awareness around seizure first aid and the three things we're hoping to highlight for people are three words, time, safe and stay. The first word time, what we're hoping to do is that if you come upon somebody who's having a seizure, that you will time the seizure, okay? So there are many different types of seizures, but that you you have awareness first of all of it and that you'll time it for them, that you keep the person safe that you stay with them and you keep them safe so that you support their head. And this is for a tonic-clonic seizure, that you keep you move everything away from them, that you can put them on their side if that's possible, but that you keep them safe and then that you stay with them, um, that you, you alert somebody else to get help or that you, you, you keep them in that position, I suppose, and you stay with them until somebody else comes uh, to you to support them or that you call emergency services for a, for a convulsive tonic-clonic seizure. What is epilepsy? Epilepsy is a neurological condition, um, very prevalent one, I suppose, one of the, the second, I think, most prevalent one here in the country, and it affects the brain. It affects people in many different ways. It's like what we like to call an electrical storm, and it can affect people in many different ways. We have about 40,000 adults and about 10,000 children, and in the vast majority of cases, um, it's controlled, but I think for about 10,000 10, to 15,000 people, they have unprovoked or uncontrolled seizures. So if you have a diagnosis of epilepsy, then you have, we'll say, seizures. And there are many different types of seizures. And the seizures are the symptom of having epilepsy. And if you have um, seizures, they can affect you in different ways. Now, for some people, those seizures are brief and temporary and they pass and we may not even notice a person is having a seizure. But for other people, they can be quite intrusive. And they can affect you in many different ways. And that's why we're we're doing the seizure first aid for particular types of seizures. But if you have a seizure that isn't um, managed or controlled, then it can affect many different things, maybe like your education or your, um, we'll say, how you get on with, in the community or your employment or many different things. So it's really important, yeah. one, that you have an understanding of your diagnosis, that you know how to, we'll say, manage it, that you're linked in with services that can help you I suppose, learn more about the condition, but also that it doesn't limit you in terms of um, you wanting to be who you want to be and and, and exist. Does that make sense? It does, yeah, it does does make sense. But can you live a full life? Can you drive, for example? Can you do uh, everything that uh, other people who who aren't living with epilepsy do? Of course, well... Okay, so our mission and our, I suppose, our main aim within Epilepsy Ireland is that epilepsy does not have to limit you, um, you know, because of this diagnosis, and that's our aim. And yes, you can drive. I think you asked me about driving there once you're one year seizure-free, and that is the absolute goal. 
So, you know, it has limitations sometimes, but I suppose we're looking at finding first the right diagnosis, so getting diagnosed, then finding the right, we'll say, medication or treatment plan and approach, having an understanding and in knowing how to, um, we'll say, recognise triggers, manage the condition. Right. I, I suppose family support is really important, the support of the school, the understanding and your um, yeah. I, recognition of the condition and determination. We have so many resilient and strong people that will not let epilepsy determine or, you know, and parents are amazing that say, okay, this is a condition. Many people have different conditions. You might have diabetes or asthma. That doesn't determine who I am. That's just, uh, you know, it's a word or it's a part, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I'm going to, to just recognize this and find a way to be who I am. It doesn't determine who they are. Do you, what, does what, that make sense? It does make sense. And what are the triggers? And, and I mean, it, does it come at a certain time in your life? Can you become epilepsy, uh, uh, suffer from epilepsy later in life? What are the triggers, Miriam? So there's a couple of things there, Alan. I suppose because epilepsy is to do with the brain, and I don't know if I explained that in the beginning because I get carried away when I start talking about epilepsy. There's so much to say. So because any of us, um, we all have a brain, so absolutely any of us then can be predisposed or can develop epilepsy. Okay, so that's the first answer there, I think. Um, So we can get it at any stage in our lives and we would see, um, we'll say people... Well, we see in our office uh, quite a lot of younger children and maybe older adults when the brain is developing and, you know, as our brain is degenerating or has less ability to repair itself as we get older. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, we're, we're always talking about the brain and the formation of the brain. Some people, we can see structurally why somebody has developed epilepsy or why they have this diagnosis. But right. in the vast majority of cases, we cannot tell why somebody has this condition. So then they're looking at maybe were you predisposed to it or is it genetic or do you know what I mean? Or maybe it was triggered by something. So we can't say necessarily what was the cause, but you have epilepsy. How do you manage it? But maybe it was triggered. So triggers can be anything. And that's really like you almost trying to work your way around the last, we'll say, seizure and what happened on the build-up to it. A trigger can be anything that's physical, um, we'll say... uh, Strobe lighting is mentioned, isn't it? Yeah, strobe lighting lighting is in there. That's photosensitive epilepsy, so that affects a small majority of people. Mm. Um, I think between 4 to maybe 5, 6% of people where, you know, the flashing lights, but it's the sunlight in, you know, those vertical blinds or that low light that can trigger you yeah. or, you know, when you're on the train. So that's a very small trigger. The, the, the big triggers would be stress, heat, um, yeah. hormones, all okay. of those things. So anything is a trigger, Alan, right. um, you know, if it triggers, but it's just to be aware of what your trigger. Epilepsy is a very individual condition. Mm-hmm. And you and I could have the same diagnosis and present very differently. You know, um, we might react differently to our anti-seizure medication. That might control it for me. It may not do as well for you. You know, we're all very individual and how we, how the, the condition manifests itself can be quite individual as well. So that's why it's really important to know the person 
to understand this, to have a, a management plan, um, all of those things are, are quite valuable. Right, that was Community Resource Officer. Thanks there to Miriam Gray with Epilepsy Ireland. They have a very comprehensive website that is very easy to access as well, Epilepsy Ireland. Uh, but now let's link in with Catherine O'Regan, who's the mum of Quifa. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Not too bad at all, Catherine. Uh, we've just heard from Miriam Gray, their Community Resource Officer with Epilepsy Ireland, and you're actually living with it in your own home because you're, you're the mother of Quifa, who herself is living with epilepsy. That's correct. Yeah, Quiva has it about coming up on seven years now, almost this, this August coming. And what age is she now, Catherine? She's 14, she'll be 15 in August. So um, basically, yeah, almost seven years this year she'll have it. When did you first become aware that she had, had developed this epilepsy? Um, I think basically the first thing that happened was that I knew maybe a couple of days beforehand um, that she she couldn't walk. I thought maybe it was a cold. She didn't feel she had tingles and especially in her legs, which was unusual because she's a very fit kind of um, individual. And then uh, we I brought her to the doctor and they didn't think there was anything wrong. But lo and behold, um, within, I suppose, four or five days from that, um, I was in work one morning and I got a call from Childminder to say that the ambulance was coming and that Quiva needed to go to Arkeen as soon as possible that she had a seizure, but we didn't think yeah. anything actually of it at the time. We ju- I just got an awful fright, went straight through. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they do tell you, like, they kind of tend to wait for two or three more seizures before they can confirm epilepsy. So that, even though we were sent home um, after 48 hours, yeah. um the same thing happened again in the space of three weeks. And after three weeks, right. uh, the third time being an Archean, um, you get very concerned. And they decided then uh, it is very possible that she has. But what they would need to do is you have to go for tests which are in Cork or Dublin. Okay. And that was basically the start of it. So in October of that year, um, we had... We were sent to Cork, and it was diagnosed. She was diagnosed there um, at the end of November. And how have they been treating uh, it since then, um, Catherine? Um, it's it's a long road. Um, it takes a long time to get seizure meds right, and not every med suits everyone. Um, I suppose from the first year, it took probably maybe a year and a bit because. Quiva was very sensitive to a lot of the meds and they just didn't suit her. So you it's you have to get on, well, get on with it. Um, and you wait and, and you just try everything that you're given by the neurologist. Like. And then once it, it calms down, um, it can, she, you can get on and have a normal life. Um, but then certain things could trigger or they could change meds yeah. and it can come back again and it's a process of right. going through numerous meds and trying them all again, basically. It must have been an absolutely frightening experience for Quifa, just seven years of age, to have this. How have have the uh, the seizures been controlled now? Does she still get them? Uh, she does. Unfortunately, um, Quiva got uh, very ill um, in 2021 
They came back with a vengeance, um, different types, and we're roughly about eight, eight weeks seizure-free now at this stage. Right. Um, it, it's a, it's, it is, and it's frightening because um, you don't know when it can happen or what triggers or it, it just depends, but it is, um, it is frightening to see. Right. But once you get used to them, you 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 get on. You 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 just make her as comfortable as as, as right. possible. I mean, when you talk about triggers, then are there any indicators as to what the trigger might be for Quifa? Um, it could be sleep. It could be very similar to most conditions. It could be sleep. It could be stress. Um, they would probably be the main. Um, uh, or, or it could be heat. It could be there. There is a list of them um, that could be the triggers yeah. um, that yeah. that could cause her to to have a seizure. Like yeah, Miriam has has gone through them as well. No harm for you to remind them again. So on this very special epilepsy day, what message you as a mum? And I mean to get the dreaded phone call when you're in work that the ambulance outside your door is something that none of us would like to get. And you you've been through that, but you seem to be very resilient yourself, Catherine. And you want Quifa to get well. So what message would you like to get out this morning on on this uh, special epilepsy day? To stay calm, um, more importantly, and to be strong. You have to be strong for them. Um, also, then you, you need to take any support that you get. And I suppose that's where um, Epilepsy Ireland come in and the neuro- neurologists that are in the hospitals. But, yeah, that the most important thing is having someone to, to call on because, like, they're they're used to dealing with people the different types, and they have different hi- tips and stuff that can help um, help someone or help the parents. Um, because sometimes you, you can feel alone, and these are uh, epilepsy Ireland definitely um, for me have been um, a godsend, and they're there as friends as well more than anything else. Like Southeast Radio's morning mix, chat, news, and your views.